welcome to episode 125 of My Pocket Psych, the podcast all about the psychology of the workplace. My name is Dr. Richard McKinnon. I'm a chartered psychologist and coach. And this episode is the uh, final episode of 2022, which I don't know about you, but it seems like a very long year indeed. And at the same time, I kind of can't believe we're, uh, <laughs> we're in December already. This is a really good time of year to think about what has gone by and think about the year ahead. And it's a topic that um, I've been working on with several of my coaching clients, um, thinking about what they want to work on, what they want to achieve, how they want the year ahead to be different. And there's a reason I advocate this. I, I think um, December is a great time to look back because we're nearly at the end of this arbitrary calendar year. You know, you've heard me say it before, but one day is just the same as the other. There's nothing magical about the 1st of January. But culturally, so many of us look at it as the end of one chapter and the beginning of another. So it could be really good to look back before we jump in to another year and potentially sign up, whether willingly or not, to some kind of personal change in the form of a New Year's resolution. Now, you'll know I've said it a few times uh, in conversations on this podcast that I'm not a huge fan of New Year's resolutions. They they can really add uh, stress to our lives. They can be so vague as to be meaningless, and they can leave us feeling um, quite a dent in our self-confidence or our self-efficacy because we're unable to follow through on them for a whole host of reasons. So instead, before signing up for something, before announcing you're going to turn your life around, I think it's a really good idea to review the year that has been. And uh, I think th th there's a few reasons for that. So what I'd like to do is share some of those, maybe inspire you to review the year before you dive in to next year, and then consider some of the things specifically to do with your development that you might uh, want to give some thought to. Um, maybe while you take a holiday, if you're, if you're lucky enough to get a holiday over the Christmas period. But first of all, um, if we look back at the year, we're able to consider some of the things that have gone well for us. And it can be useful to look for these examples of what went well. What were the wins that we experienced? Now, these don't have to be stellar, um, huge, amazing positives. They could be small things that we're just grateful for. They could be uh, events, they could be experiences, they could be achievements, um, they could be the lack of uh, disruption or um, maintaining our health. But what is it from your perspective that has been uh, a positive? So when we recognize those wins, it can give us a sense of proportion, um, a realistic sense of how the year went. We can also learn about how we handled the difficulties and the setbacks and the stuff that wasn't a win. Yeah, so we can look back and even though we mightn't want to re-experience them, it's useful to reflect on how we got through them. What did we learn about ourselves? What skills, what personal attributes did we use to get through these difficulties? This is very helpful for giving us a more rounded sense of ourselves and our own abilities. It can help us understand how we can deal with future inevitable difficulties and setbacks. 
Positivity about the future is really helpful, but we need to be realistic too and acknowledge that things won't go perfectly and according to plan in the new year. So this helps us to be realistic. If we look back on what went well and what didn't go so well, we can be realistic about ourselves. And I don't think I'm being too negative here, but for so many of the things that we end up regretting, so many of the situations we find ourselves in, there can be a little element of that that we've contributed to ourselves. Not everything is a massive external factor or indeed some kind of conspiracy against our happiness. So it's very useful to think, well, how did I make that slightly worse? Or how did I, uh, how did my habits or my attitudes or my decisions lead me to get there? Not to blame yourself, not to beat yourself up, but to be more realistic about how you might navigate the year ahead. And, you know, one of these things that uh, I mention frequently in coaching conversations is that it's very easy to set goals. It's, it's very easy, <laughs> uh, too easy, potentially, because it's, like, it's, it's quite difficult to put the work in to achieve those goals. So we need to really make that distinction clear. Setting down, setting some goals, um, getting them clear for ourselves is great. But then we need to put the work in. So looking back at the year, we might find that, oh, you know what? I signed up for so many different goals I wanted to achieve. Maybe I spread myself too thinly. Or indeed, maybe, now that I look back, everything that I wanted to do or do differently was only in one aspect of my life, maybe one role that I live. Maybe it's useful to explore the roles in a bit more detail so that I don't unintentionally neglect one or more. This can also help us um, get clear on what really matters to us and how we want to do things differently. Now, don't get me wrong, th there's absolutely no requirement for us to do things differently in the year ahead. It, it's not a law. However, if we're interested in growing and developing as a person, well, then let's take those lessons that we've identified and, and put them into action. And if we reflect and identify maybe some of those regrets, some of those things we'd like to do differently, but also those passions, those interests, those things that really, really motivate us, then we can get clear on what we're actually going to do. And maybe keep that simple. Maybe keep it to one or two key things to avoid setting too many of those goals because that's what can really make goal attainment difficult. We might set too demanding goals. We might set multiple goals that are in uh, tension with each other or are somehow incompatible or just it's just too much, too much work on top of the, the life we already have, the, the job, the responsibilities, the caring responsibilities, the just being a person. So if we have that clarity, we can then zoom in on something that we really want to do, be it an achievement, a formal or an informal one, or an adjustment to our behavior, maybe in the, the form of a habit. We can always later on in the year decide to do something else and add to that. There's nothing to stop us picking up new goals or making new changes to our habits in a different season, a different month. And you know what? If you don't want to start this, if you don't want to make these changes in January, then there's no one's going to come around and uh, haul you off to goal-setting jail for that. For many of us, January is a really tough month and maybe the last time of year when we want to put ourselves under additional pressure to make some difficult changes or just add some upset 
to our lives. For those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, it's cold. <laughs> it's frequently uh, very cold. It's damp. I'm looking at my office window right now to an entire um, snow scene, which is very picturesque, but it's also very, very cold. Is this the kind of day when I want to start my new exercise regime? Possibly not. Right? So you can see what I'm getting at here, that there's no regulation that it must be the Jan January 1st. And of course, we might be coming out of holidays at that point. Um, we might feel a little bit less well-off because we've spent money over our holidays. And maybe we just need to go gentle on ourselves for a little while, especially if the return to the workplace is tough. But if we could be realistic about that and make that start and have put the time in to reflect earlier, then it helps us avoid jump on the bandwagons, you know, that everyone's doing this, I should do it too, or um, committing to some huge unrealistic change that within just a couple of weeks leaves us feeling very uh, sad <laughs> um, and that somehow we've let ourselves down. So we can reflect what were the wins, what were the issues, and as a result of that, what am I going to do differently as a result of what I've learned? And maybe what have I learned about myself when it comes to setting and attaining goals or changing my behavior, putting effort in where there wasn't effort before? And, and this brings me to a really important point about this whole topic of making changes, is that it doesn't have to be additional. It doesn't have to be um, more of something. Um, you know, we often have the mental image that it's about um, doing a new activity, uh, getting some kind of demanding achievement. But some of the changes that we might want to make, which could be really impactful, might be stopping something, might be learning how to say no more and not overcommitting ourselves. It might be about uh, dropping a habit that we know gets in the way of us. Uh, doing what we want to get done in our lives or takes us away from what we really value or comes between us and feeling happy more often. So what have we learned about ourselves that can enable us to bring a bit of focus to this development, realistic focus, you know, tinged with optimism, but not imagining that as the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Eve, we are going to be a different person with a bottomless reserve of motivation, self-confidence, um, and somehow able to get up a couple of hours earlier in the morning to do the new thing we want to do. Let's be realistic and honest with ourselves. Now, it can be useful to not have those goals, but instead operate at the level of the, the small habits that over time will make a difference, that cumulatively can get us to where we want to be and work in a systemic everyday manner rather than looking to achieve something slightly bigger later in the year. If we are going to set goals, though, we need to make sure that they are usable, user-friendly goals that don't make life more difficult for us. So they need to be smarter. They need to be specific. They need to be measurable. They do need to be achievable. They could be a stretch goal, but we still need to be realistic about whether we could achieve them in this context. They need to be relevant to us as a person, our values, what we want from life, and relevant to the circumstances we are living in. They need to be time-bound. When will I ideally achieve this by? And they also need to feel us, uh, they also need to leave us feeling enthused. When I look at that goal, uh, 
it's really helpful if I, I get a sense of excitement about it, like I actually want to put the work in. And of course, we need to set up a system where we're going to revisit the goal, not write it and file it away for future. We need to make sure that we're going to regularly sit down and, and check our progress. And it may be that we're going to combine habits and goals. Maybe the cultivation of a new um, helpful habit will in time enable us to reach a specific goal. And we've spoken previously about all of the different things that can come between us and achieving our goals, but I really don't want anyone listening to this to feel that they need to sit down and start churning out really challenging goals for the year ahead. I'd really much rather that people spent more time reflecting and learning from that reflection and deciding based on what they've learned do I want to make some changes here? Do I need to make some changes here? Maybe this is about maintenance of what I've already accrued. Maybe it's the maintenance of the good habits that's going to be so valuable this year. So as we kind of rapidly approach the end of 2022, I would love to say thank you so much to everyone who's been listening, who's been getting in touch with their questions and their comments. And, and even if you haven't, but you've been part of the audience, and, and I can see those numbers when I log in and look at our system, we've got listeners from all over the world. And it's really interesting and sometimes a little bit scary to know there's people listening to us from all over the place. Um, so thank you. Um, it's the reason we keep making these episodes. I would really like to hear from you, though, if there's something you think we could cover uh, better or in more detail or for the first time ever in the coming year. We do plan. <laughs> we do have uh, a plan for content and guests and the kinds of things that we'd like to cover, but it's not set in stone. So we'd love to hear from you. What is it you'd like us to discuss? Maybe it's to revisit something from way back. We have been going uh, for, for, for a few years now, or maybe it's something that you've read and you'd like us to comment on or give our perspectives on. Whatever it is, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email with your thoughts, requests, and questions to podcast at worklifepsych.com. There's always a link to that in the show notes. And every so often, someone will ask, where are these show notes? Um, depending on the app you use to listen to your podcast, they may or may not be obvious, but you can always find them at worklifepsych.com slash podcast. That will take you to the page where we've got our entire uh, list of episodes and you can stream episodes from there, but also find all the resources that we have mentioned. So, for the final time this year, I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, I hope you have an enjoyable break. If you get one, if you're lucky enough to have a, a holiday coming up, and I look forward to hearing from you all in the new year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading this episode of My Pocket Psych. To get in touch with questions and feedback, you can tweet us at WorkLifePsych or leave us a message on the contact form at www.worklifepsych.com contact. Thanks for listening.